it's, it's kind of the first one because we are diving into a new series. Uh, January was a weird schedule, but we're back into a little bit of a normal rhythm. And we're t- talking about a new series uh, that's called, don't put the graphic up yet, but the new series is called Spiritual Habits. And as I was looking at this, and as I was preparing for tonight's talk, I just kept thinking, I know it's super late, um, and, and uh, Tommy and I were joking about this the other day. It's like, at what point into the new year do, is it like weird to say Happy New Year? Like if I haven't seen you since New Year's, even though it's February 1st today, is it, it's weird if I say Happy New Year, right? Is that weird or is it okay? It's weird. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. So this is going to be a little weird, but... This is the first talk kind of that we've done in the new year. So in the spirit of Happy New Year's, what's a, what's a thing that everybody does at New Year's? They have a New Year's resolution. That's right. And New Year's resolutions kind of break down. New Year's resolutions kind of break down into two categories. People generally are either trying to stop a bad habit or they're trying to start a good habit, right? A New Year's resolution, for the most part, most New Year's resolutions can break down into two categories. You can either be stopping a bad habit or starting up a good habit. And so as we, as we dive into this series called Spiritual Habits, my hope is that As we go through these next four weeks, these can be good habits, spiritual habits that we start implementing into our lives. I know at this point, February 1st, most, it's like the statistic is something like 70% of all New Year's resolutions have been given up on by now. And so that's why we waited until February to start looking at some new things that we want to implement in our lives. Because most people have given up already on their New Year's resolutions, and what I hope is that as we work through these spiritual habits in this series, these next four weeks, is that these can be things that we're not just thinking about a little bit on the Thursday night we talk about it, not just maybe even try it out for that week until we learn the next one, the next Thursday, but these can be things that we implement into the regular course of our daily lives, just like any other New Year's resolution, any other habit that we're trying to pick up. It's a new year, we're a little late, it's a new year, but it's, it's going to be a new us together. And, and the first one, you can put the graphic up now, the first one that we're going to talk about tonight is the spiritual habit of prayer. And the thing, the reason why we're starting with prayer is that prayer precedes practices. It's kind of like the triple P phrase that we're going to go with for this, is that prayer precedes practices. Like, before we get to any of the other practices or habits, we've got to have our prayer figured out. We've got to have the first. It's the first. It's the middle. It's the last. It is in all of what we do. Prayer needs to be involved. And so tonight we're going to look at a passage that hopefully is familiar to a lot of you. Hopefully, um, and if not, hopefully it can become familiar to us all. And so it's one of my favorite passages on prayer. Uh, We looked at it actually as a piece of a bigger series in September um, it's, a, it's a section of the Sermon on the Mount, and it's Jesus talking to the massive crowds in Matthew chapter 6. And so we're going to re-look at it because I think even if it looks familiar, 
I think there's still always something we can learn from the Bible, even if we know the passage, we've seen it already. And so spiritual habit of prayer, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, and we'll start in verse 5, and it says, Jesus said, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We're going to stop right there. And the first thing that we're going to see in this section that we're going to learn about prayer is that Jesus calls us to pray always. Jesus calls us to pray always. Verse 5 started with when you pray, not if, not maybe if you get a chance to it, maybe if you throw a, a prayer or two into your cycle. No, when you pray, it is a foregone conclusion. And Paul writes about this really well in the book, in his letter to the Philippians. In Philippians 4, verse 6, Paul writes, um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Paul writes, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, let there be prayer and thanksgiving and supplication to God. We are called to pray always. It's not if we pray, but when. Not if we pray, but when. But when. Moving on to verse 6. Can you go back to the, can you go back? Thank you. Verse 6, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So we talked about it's not if but when and now we're going to look at where. The second thing that Jesus tells us about prayer here, it's that we pray always and sometimes we need to pray alone. We pray always, and sometimes we need to pray alone. I think a lot of times Christians can get caught up in the, well, I showed up on Thursday, and Nick prayed before the talk. I went to church on Sunday, and they prayed like three times in that service. I'm good on prayer. And corporate prayer is great. All of us gathered together in the community, praying as a part of this congregation together is a, a beautiful thing. But that is not where the only place we are called to prayer. We are called to pray alone with the Father, just us and God in that relationship, praying. Got to have your time with God as well. It's so important. We are called to pray always. We are called to pray alone. And then the, the, where we're going to spend the most time here is, is this third point. We are called to pray as Jesus teaches. And that's kind of the rest of this section of Matthew chapter 6. So we'll jump ahead to verse 7. And we'll, and we'll I, I think I messed up the order. But I'm going to read all of it and then go back. So verse 7 and 8. Uh, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. So we looked at when. We looked at where, and now Jesus is telling us how. We have to pray as he teaches us. And the first thing he starts with in verse 7 and 8 
is, is he tells us what not to do, just like the New Year's resolutions, just like a lot of them break down into starting good habits and stopping bad. This is the stopping the bad. He's telling us what not to do when we pray. Don't just heap up empty phrases, for they think that their, their words will be heard. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is what we need to stop. This is what we shouldn't be doing. So then naturally you would think, okay, well, what should we be doing? And luckily Jesus answers it in the next few verses. Verse 9, literally right there. Pray then like this. And then he goes into what is commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer. This should be somewhat familiar, hopefully, to a lot of us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Even how quickly I just went through that in that tone, you can tell like it's been said a lot. But I think we sometimes the things that we repeat and say so often that they can become a little bit rote. They can become a little bit like we say the words, but we don't look at the words. And so if we actually look at the Lord's Prayer, just like you can break, uh, just like you can break, I'm blanking on it, New Year's resolutions, this is the simple thing sometimes, guys, just like you can break New Year's resolutions into, into two different parts, you can break this into two different parts, and, and um, it's what in the commentaries with the biblical scholars, um, they, have, they have fancy words for this, but essentially what it breaks down to is in verses 9 and 10, Jesus is telling us to pray looking at God first, right? Oftentimes when we go to pray, we start with ourselves. But in the Lord's Prayer, the big takeaway here, verse 9 and 10, is we start with our Father in heaven. If you go to the, the like, point slide, yeah. So we start with God, and we're looking at who God is, right? So the key words in those two verses are Father, God's name should be treated with honor and respect. He is set apart. Hallowed be your name. Right? We're starting with who God is. He is the Father. We're starting with who God is. He's the ruler of all. Right? Your kingdom is the second important word. And, and the reign in that kingdom is not just here on earth, but let it be in our hearts as well as it is in heaven. And the third important word here in this first section is your will, right? Let your revealed will, may, it, may what we do be in line with where you're calling us, with who, what your work here is, and let us be a part of it, right? When we pray, it's gotta be looking at who God is first. It's not about us first, it's about him. And then even as we move to us, to we, even as we look at the us-focused stuff, it's not just about what we need, it's about how we need. And so if we look down in verse 11, we says, give us this day our daily bread. Allow our daily needs that we receive by God's grace and generosity to be met. Not all of the things I want, not a wish list of stuff that would be cool, but what do we need that God has and will continue to provide? Forgive us. Forgive us is the next th uh, key word there. It's a reminder that we are forgiven. Anything that we've done, the things that we continue to do, 
we are forgiven. And may we remember that fact and seek to forgive in our own lives and relationships as well. And then finally, the third key key word under the us section is lead us not into temptation. That phrase, lead us not into temptation. And that's not saying that God sometimes does lead us into temptation. It's just asking God to allow us to be spared from difficult circumstances where we might fall to temptation. Again, a reminder that without God, we would never get through any situation. We would always fall to temptation. We would always turn to sin without him. Prayer precedes our practices. It must be the first, and, 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 and prayer is the first habit. We have to pray always. We have to pray alone. We have to pray as Jesus teaches us. And as we begin to rework this habit, because I know for, for myself included, and I'm sure for a lot of us out there, that every time I get up here, one of us gets up here and talks about prayer, it's like, I roll. Yeah, I get it. I've got to pray more. But how many of us do it? I know I don't. I know I could do it more. I know I need to do it more. And so my challenge to you and the challenge to myself, to your leaders, to everyone in this room is that in these, in these four weeks, like, let's not worry about all the other stuff. Like, let's try to build in a new good habit. Let's make a resolution, even though it's a February resolution, together to work on this spiritual habit, to implement it in our lives to try to do it, even if it's just one step in the right direction, more. And as we look at that, as we head to small groups here in a second, let's just be thinking, what are some of the bad habits? What are some of the things that, hey, maybe if I, if I implement, if I'm adding prayer into my life, what are some of the things that, that do take up all the time that, I'm, that I have that I'm so busy for? If we really analyze what we're doing, what are some of the bad habits we could get rid of where we could uh, slot prayer into our schedules. I'm gonna pray for us and we'll continue to talk about what this looks like, this first habit of prayer in small groups tonight. Uh, Leaders, if you don't have your rosters yet, I think Brett's got them in the back, so grab them on your way out. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus. Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity. For this opportunity to to dive into a challenge together, to learn, not just learn about what these spiritual habits are, what prayer is, how you've called us to pray, but to to rise to that challenge, to to look to implement this habit into our lives, to, to add it as a New Year's resolution, and not just alone, not just as an individual, but as a community with everybody in this room together. Let us go forth into small groups, into the world, into our normal lives and find places before, during, and after our busy, busy schedules where we can simply talk to you in prayer. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. And all God's people said...